Put them all in there, we're fine. This would be an alright intro to the episode. What, you eating chocolate raisins? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. They're amazing. Do you not like them? <clears throat> no, I don't like raisins. Did you ever have chocolate peanuts? Uh, no. I, I, don't used... cho- I, don't, I don't eat a lot of chocolate. Last night and tonight is the most chocolate I've eaten in like the last 10 years. Because she keeps buying this Himalayan salt chocolate and it's fucking delicious. To be honest, I'm not a fan of chili chocolate. I don't I like it. hate it. Yeah, it's horrible. But salted chocolate is really nice. It's so good. But I, we but I like to, salt. We went to the Chocolate Highland Highland Chocolatier, just up the A nine from us. All right. And I spent like nine pounds on a bar of chocolate, which was chocolate with um, toffee and salt or something like that, and it was brilliant. How big was it? For the listeners, it's about this big. <laughs> well, shit, we're actually recording, aren't we? Yeah. Hello. Well, I am. Back to yet another episode. For bloody mess, the uh, chocolate podcast. Chocolate Highlighter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to move these chocolates. I'm gonna finish them. The Highland Chocolatier in Grand Tully, just along from Aberfeldy. On the way to Aberfeldy from Perth, you go up the A9, take a left at Ballinlouig, and you'll find it there. I like Aberfeldy, it's a really nice place. We went to the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago, and it was shit. Really? That would be like the best place to go to a farmer's market, wouldn't it? The Perth one is very good. The Dundee one, I thought the Dundee one would be brilliant, but it was smaller than the Perth one. Right. And the Aberfeldy one was just shit. I can't believe that. I you like got the... got a burger, so I was happy. You got buggered? Burger. Oh. I like the road from Aberfeldy to Pitlochry. Yeah, it's nice. It's when you it's when you leave Aberfeldy over that tiny bridge, isn't it? The tiny humpback bridge. That's not towards Pitlochry. That's the way. That's through Aberfeldy towards somewhere else. That's not Pitloch- towards Pitlochry. That's the way towards Pitlochry when you're getting paid for driving to Pitlochry. <laughs> Which is when, there, when I did it. There's probably loads of little bridges that I'm not even thinking about. No, there's one. It's literally you're driving out of town centre and you go up. The th- you can't see the other side of the road. It's all you can see is sky as you're leaving the town. Yeah, but that's that's towards um, what am I thinking of? Lock. Oh, fuck, Lock Tummel, Lock Rannick. That's up that way. I can't remember. Well, Lock Rannick rings a bell. Basically, it was when I was selling photocopiers, so I had to like just yeah. find businesses. So I was I literally driving to a town, knocking all the doors, and then just dra- pick a random road to leave the town by. Yeah. So Kenmore, does it go to Kenmore? I'm going back ten. To Kenmore. We're going back ten years now for me. Anyway, yeah. Starting the podcast. Might, might as well. I just think this is should just flow into it. So yeah, if you've been here, you've been listening to us talk more shite, which is why our podcasts go on forever. Yeah, to be honest, you, like if this is the first episode you've downloaded, then go back and listen to episode one. Fuck it, because it, it would make more sense. One of my friends just said that he's he's listened to all our episodes in like a week. Yeah. And he's that's just how been... Good, that's how good we are. He's just been sectioned. Yeah. He's not got a job. He's got a lot of spare time on his hands. Yeah. To be fair, he does have a job. He works from home. But anyway, welcome back to part two of How to Make Your Own Cult. Yes. Hello. Um. So far, we've talked about step one, which was 
laying the foundations, having a belief system in place. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Two was basically feeding them shite. Is that right? Well, literally and metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, you had to, it was feeding them porridge and also feeding them false ideas. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about step three and step four. And by the end of it, you're ready to ready to start your own cult. Is that right? Or have I missed a step? No, no, I, I think, let me just check how many steps there are. Three, four, uh, four, um, five. Oh, is there five steps? Five steps. Five steps, yeah, but the fifth step is kind of a looking forward. So, yeah, I'd say we're so thereabouts. Today we're talking about three steps, so this should take us about another eight episodes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're going to do this in a one so it's a, an eight-hour episode. So, <laughs> without further ado, so, let's start the theme music. <laughs> Okay, ready to go. I was getting my alcohol-free beer out of the fridge. No problem. Which one is it? It is... It's Warsteiner. Oh, Warsteiner's nice. This is actually really nice for non-alcoholic. Like, it's not mine. My friend brought it here and left it here, so I drink it. The... Uh, what's the best non-alcoholic? The San Miguel non-alcoholic is good. Is that? Yeah, that's surprisingly good. The Probably one of the most convincing non-alcoholic ones is an ale. I'm saying non-alcoholic. I think it's low alcohol. I think it's less than 1%. Is it called nail? No. I don't know what I was going for there. Uh, it's, yeah, that, I can't remember the name of it. That'd help, but that's quite a nice one. Right, sorry. We've come back from our intro music now, James. Oh, so okay. Step three. I thought it was still step playing. Three. Right, step three oh, of the podcast. Thanks for coming back. It's uh, a bloody mess as per usual. But here we go. Step three. Elevating your leader. I do a lot of leadership training at, at work, um, so I should nail this section. Hopefully. Now, this well, we'll next... see. We'll see. Well, you know, if you stop interrupting me, we will. Apologies. <laughs> this, is where, this is where Skype doesn't really work. Yeah, because that, that slight delay, and yeah, this is where having had some beer to drink before doing it doesn't work either. No. This stage is very important, and it consists of two equally crucial points. Now, the first part of step three is you need a charismatic, engaging, and driven leader. I nailed that part. <laughs> Correct. Uh, not only for the initial recruitment to get the ball rolling, but also to motivate the members later on to recruit more in turn, uh, to keep them interested, and also keep them focused and driven towards your end goal, whatever that may be. Now, the leader and their inner circle need to be the only way to reach paradise. They need to be holding the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. So you need to be sure to keep the stories about the great leader flowing and basically constantly remind them about how good he is. Many cult leaders would hold surprise meetings because they'd receive words from God about something. I guess being good at motivating, leading and keeping people interested by any means at all is key in this cult game. If the leader fails at that at any of these, people would just lose fucking interest and maybe that's why our downloads have decreased recently. <laughs> I, I think it's also because people are sick of hearing about John George Hague. It's like, when does he put them in acid? Yeah. Oh, for that five-second part of your podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
it was Fuck just you. it's about it's about the whole fucking scene isn't it yeah coming next on ancestry.com <laughs> <laughs> second part of step three uh, is known as mystical manipulation Basically, this is the manipulation of apparently spontaneous experiences uh, that were in fact meticulously planned and executed by the cult leaders in order to demonstrate their higher power and divine abilities, in order to add to their importance and to bolster their positions ahead of the hierarchy. Yeah, when you said um, mystical, mystical manipulation, I thought it was just like a good song name for a band like Insomnium or In Flames. It does sound like, like that. that Zyklone had a song called Subtle Manipulation. Which is really good. We should we should put that on the. Uh, I mean, we've we've had a bit of advice. Thanks, Francie, saying that we should put the the songs on the Facebook pages, but that's just going to be us playing death metal to people that don't want to hear death metal. So I'm not but sure I'm, if that's a good idea. I'm going through a big in flames thing at the moment. I'm listening to them every day. Really? Which albums? I know you don't. You um, their new album. Oh no! No, it's called I the Mask. It's so good. No, but it's not the original lineup, is it? There's hardly anyone there that used to be. Yeah, but that's not important to me. It's how it sounds, isn't it? Yeah, but no, they've basically all gone wrong since since Jesper left. The Je- who's Jesper? I don't Jesper, know. Jesper Stromblad, the guitarist. Oh, is he? Yeah. The singer is the same. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, but he doesn't sound like he used to. Basically, all no, you need is the early albums up until Clayman, and then after that, it all goes to shit. To be honest, Clayman is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very very good album. It's pivotal that album. It's not no. Clayman is In Flames' version of Metallica's Black album, basically. Yeah, it's, everything afterwards is just a shite. Yeah, and it's also the perfect example of a very simply simply structured melodic death metal. Yeah. No, but I really like their new, new album. It's really, really good. Oh, I'm not going to check it out. Although I might do. I don't know. I'm going to send you all their songs. That's fine. That's anyway, old. it's this type of rambling that made the last episode spiral to over an hour. Yeah. So. Yes, I just clicked my fingers at you. Sorry, I, I will hurry up, sir. Sorry about that. Thank you. Now, to illustrate this uh, <laughs> term of mystical manipulation, uh, an example of this is the, what the order mystical of the soul... Mystical manipulation! Now, to illustrate this, an example of this <laughs> mystical manipulation was carried out by the Order of the Solar Temple. Uh, they were a cult started in Switzerland with a large following in Canada who actually employed a former film special effects engineer to help orchestrate the more elaborate physical stunts, such as levitating objects and things appearing as if from nowhere and things like that. That's absolutely fucking brilliant. I really, like, I've never heard of them, apart from I know the last podcast do a podcast on it, but I've not listened to it, so that sounds really fucking interesting. But also listening to you talk about how to lead a cult, I am 100% convinced I could lead a cult to victory, no matter what our goal would be. I, I don't think so, somehow. That sounds like a challenge I've just accepted. <laughs> how many how many suicides were there in Jonestown? I think it was like 30-something. I could get 40. Jonestown? What one was it? No, Heaven's Gate I was thinking of. I was going to say Jonestown was nearly yeah. 1,000. It was just 953, I I, 973. I don't think I could get that. I don't think I could get that. I was thinking of Heaven's Gate, which was like 30-something. I could get more. Yeah, but the thing about Heaven's Gate is there's the whole other bit that I'm hopefully you're going to bring up later on. I think is that the case. I'm going to bring up something. I don't know if it's what you want me to bring up. Will you be bringing up the Snippy Snip? Yeah, briefly, briefly. Okay, that's that's briefly. good. Then I won't mention it. Yeah, well, I think so... people know what it is, don't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Probably. They all, they all cut their ears off to look like me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or the hair off to look like me. <laughs> <laughs> So is that, is that challenge three leading the cult? That's, that's step, step three. That's step that's step three. three. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. You know, and what comes after step three? Uh, step 
four. Step four, maintaining the cult. See, at this point, uh, you should have your own little home for the cult, and you should have a reasonable following. Sounds like the computer games I play, because I've got like this this power thing. I like to be in control, so I like to be... where I, I'm good to these people, but if I want to be, I can be really bad to them. Really? I have a similar thing where I will buy a game like Grand Theft Auto, not do the missions, and just kill members of the public. Didn't we do that once? Like, we graduate after we graduated, we just oh went, back to your, went back to your flat and just strangled... Um, sex workers on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, it was what? What was the? Was it? Was it? Oh, was it Godfather or something like that? Or I think it was the Godfather. We worked out. We went out of the bedroom, went back in. They would reappear, and we were just standing there, like waving our hands about. Because you could, sex you workers. could, if you waved your hands left, left and right, you strangled the person in front of you, and we yeah. just kept strangling members of the public. That was amazing. That's I remember us being. We, we weren't getting laid at the time or something. We're like fuck you, sex yeah. worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> insight. <laughs> That's an insight into why we now do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know, to, we're still not getting laid. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Step four. Step four. Uh, you're accepted and praised as leader, and you should have a suitably isolated congregation. The hard at work most days, and busy singing hymns or working on self improvement techniques, uh, such as thought exercises or meditation at nights. So, what do we need to do? We need to maintain this through manipulation and mind control. Now, you've already broken down your recruits through a combination of diet, love bombing, isolationism, etc. And your conversations are filled with new jargon and freight jargon. Jargon? Jargon? Jar- jargon, I think it is. <laughs> jar- <laughs> your conversations <laughs> are filled with new jargon. <laughs> it's, a, it's a French raspberry. <laughs> Uh, and phrases uh, fresh terms for things you've never used before such as jajan jajan yeah these are all techniques to alter the members thought processes uh, to conform to the group's way of thinking so after this you also need to make sure that you apply any members personal experiences to the ideology to further support what you've been preaching Uh, for example you see all your cigarette cravings have lessened because you are completing the thought exercises and hypnotism sessions correctly. And your wife has fallen pregnant because God is pleased with your hard work in the potato mines. Hang on. I work with potatoes and they do not grow in mines. Where do they grow then? Okay, you got me there. I don't know. Exactly. The potato mines. Sorry. Now, contrary to this, any experiences that seem to contradict the doctrine are denied or reinterpreted. For example, if you said... Glorious leader, the prayer groups are wonderful, but my wife was much healthier when she could have her insulin. Uh, you can bet they'd find something you'd done wrong as the reason why. That's quite interesting you say that. I don't, I can't remember if I bring this up, but when I was researching the Heaven's Gate, yeah, what's the, the name of the woman you said earlier? Uh, Nettles. Nettles. She died of cancer, and they, I think they passed that off as her, you know, passing on to the next level. She died for the cult even though it was cancer really if that makes sense yeah 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 that's mad i don't i don't think i've explained that how i meant to but basically she wasn't meant to die she died and they're like oh she was so perfect she's died and gone on to, she's made it to the yeah, next she, level already she's got taken early yeah basically yeah I, i'm not sure if i bring that up later on i might and i'm sorry if i do no the thing is you've got people pointing out how ridiculous that is which is rightfully so and then have going back to their traditional view of Christianity. Yeah, which I think exactly. is equally laughable. Just but. as bad, eh? 
Exactly. See, at this point, your congregation, they all look upon you adoringly. You've given them all new lives, and some of them have been taken from homelessness and addiction and had their lives turned around. In the case of uh, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, if I remember his name right, they actually... They they did it more to help the numbers, but they used to bring in busloads of uh, homeless people. Really? Yeah, they would say, would you like a house? Are you alright at physical labour? Would you like to come work on the fields and have a house? And people were like, yes, I'm sleeping in in a street on fire. So yes, please. And then they would go and and they'd get given places. But also they were trying to win the local elections with their votes. So that was one of the reasons why they did it. But that's what we're looking at. You're, you're helping people better their lives. I mean, you're making sure that lives are genuine. I mean, essentially, everyone's getting along. Everyone's lives are simpler, and some people's lives are genuinely a lot better than they were before. You've added purpose to their existence and shown them the error of their materialistic ways. You're not really showing a bad side to cults, are we? <laughs> well, well, no, but that, that'll come later on. But, like, that's the thing. It's, by definition, a cult isn't a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that, by definition, a dictator isn't a bad thing. It's generally what they do. The the film Dictator is a pretty bad thing. I thoroughly enjoyed that film. I've not even seen it. I was just making a joke. It could be brilliant. That film, I think that film is brilliant. It's stupid humour. Okay. I'm going to watch it tonight. You're going to watch it. I won't go into it now because it's basically will be me telling you about a film that you... It's shit, but it's funny. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Also, as part of the cult, as the cult leader by now, you should also have had a few goals on the cult members' wives as well, which is always fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it depends it's only what right. like, really. Well, you know, any hole's a goal. It's only <laughs> right that they do what... storm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> I nearly said my own one then, but I don't think we can get away with using the C word, even though it rhymes with cult. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, James it's just only... whispered that to me and I've I've edited it out. Ha 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 ha, you're so funny, James. Thank you. It's only right that they do what you say uh, and then they comply with the small favours you ask, such as taking on extra duties, tending to the llamas, sharing your wife or daughter, or selling your house to donate the proceedings to the cult. I think we've just shown the bad side of cults there, haven't we? Well, yeah, exactly. Now, as mad as this sounds, this happened over and over again in different cults. The thing is, you don't start out with that big demand. You start out small. You increase gradually, with each demand being larger than the last. Significant enough to be a step, but small enough that you can dismiss the doubts without questioning it. And if your cult member comes to you and says, Oh, by the way, leader, I don't actually think this is a good idea. You can say, Oh... Are you, is your faith being tested? Are you not dedicated to the cause? And they'll go, oh shit, no, yeah, I am. And they'll go and do it. You need to kind of dismiss any doubts by questioning the individual themselves. I mean, one such example of how all these techniques are put to use uh, will now be told to us by my sidekick and the host of this podcast, Chen. Fire away. How old is this guy? He needs to get into, get into character here. Uh, at this point, he was in his, I think, his 40s. My wife and I... <laughs> This is my 40s voice. My <laughs> wife and I attended this evening. What? How are you, how are you even making that noise? 
that's that sneaked up on me like ten jokes at once. Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. Oh. This next bit I have to read is very long, so forgive me if it takes a while. <clears throat> My wife. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I attended <laughs> this exciting new church as visitors at first. <laughs> <laughs> but we're soon <laughs> my wife and I attended this exciting new church as, as visitors at first but we're soon encouraged to become f- more fully involved <laughs> these were exciting days freedom in worship the moving of God's spirit in ways I had never seen before after spending se- several years living near the community as I extended household we were asked if we would be interested in living in their community I expressed an interest in knowing more I was told this would be entail us selling our house. A senior leader came to chat. He said things like, Community would have caused you to grow in God. And, I feel that God is in this. And, you will really find your calling. We agreed that nothing would happen immediately. (laughs) 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 But I returned home one evening, after work to discover a for sale sign outside our house. I learned that the cult leader had instructed them to put it on the market, even though at this point we had not yet signed any agreement with the church. After the house was sold, we never saw any sign of the money. It was simply placed straight into a church account. I was miffed because I wanted to at least have the opportunity to present my house as a gift. Before we moved into the community house, we had to dispose of all our furniture. It would be given away to others, and all of our children's toys had to go. Our beloved Jack Russell dog had to be rehoused also. No pets either. I can't believe they made them get rid of the dog. I know it's shit, isn't it? I should join a a cult. They get rid of that (laughs) stupid fucking dog. I also asked to visit my mother while we lived in this house. And was mostly refused. I saw her only three times in three years. We were not allowed to be away for more than one night. Community was a nightmare. Days of criticism. Words spoken over. Words spoken over my life without any explanation offered as to why I needed such corrections. I was assigned a young supervisor whose sole purpose was to break my stubbornness. He had little empathy for my struggles and worked me morning, noon, and night. No time to pause and breathe. Every time I passed him in the house, there was a correction. Each minor misdemeanor was met with major disapproval. In those days, our spiritual growth was checked yearly, and it was called... Annual general counselling. This year has been disappointing. Your growth has not been sufficient. I think we need to place you on six months probation. If you don't meet the required standard, your membership will need to be considered and you will have to move out. And I responded with, and my wife and kids. No, they can stay. Your wife is in a good place and she is a submissive sister. I mean, that's the end of the passage, but it's complete madness, really, isn't it? In which I replied, madness, this is Sparta! (laughs) Sorry, had we finished? Yeah, Yeah, we finished now, yeah, that that didn't actually happen. I mean, this is... Yeah, it was, I enjoyed that. Uh, Once I got used to the voice. (laughs) This was even more mad when you realised that this wasn't in the deep south of America in the 1940s. The extract you've just heard is from a gentleman's account of his experience with the Jesus Fellowship Church in the UK in the early 80s. We will be hearing more about these shitbags later on. 
Okay, but now, back to your cult making guide. Hey, I'm Jaren, co-host of the Criminal Prince Podcast. On the Criminal Prince Podcast, we cover all types of cases. Murder, abductions, heists, and anything else we can analyze. Check out the Criminal Prince Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or find us on Twitter at Podcast Criminal. After you finish this podcast, be sure to check out the Criminal Prince Podcast. Remember, keep your record clean and your prints off the scene. By now, you should have an established group ideology and belief system, if applicable. This will more than likely consist of the aforementioned us versus them mentality, but also a demand for purity. Now, as a way to control your members, your black and white view of the world should also include the judgment of those who aren't quite up to your level, basically everyone else in the cult. You're the leader, you're the boss, you're the purest example of what everyone should be. Striving for perfection and the introduction of guilt and shame helps greatly here. Now this, coupled with uh, public confessions, helps further distance yourself as a leader from your underlings and also helps control the masses into states of subservience. So as a leader, your knowledge and position is all-powerful and you are unquestionable. Now as someone who loves power, I love the sound of this. It does sound good, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. I'm in charge of about 40 people at work. It's brilliant, the power. The most people I've ever been in charge of was two, and they both left. I don't know if that's a sign of what I was like as a manager. (laughs) Was one of them them your girlfriend and one your sister? No. Sadly. One was uh, a middle-aged woman and one was a 16-year-old. A middle-aged woman and one was a 16-year-old boy. So... That porno didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe where you went wrong. Yeah. Should have made it happen. Exactly. Uh, now, it's it's common that these public confessions will be regular, traumatising, and extremely psychologically damaging events. They often happen whilst being surrounded by the judging faces of your peers, uh, with, the whole, with the humiliation aspect being particularly effective in establishing control over your subjects via self-incrimination. It's very demeaning and degrading, really. So, I think we should both do a public confession. <laughs> of, of, of what? I don't know. What kind of... Con- we're, we're speaking to the public. What do we confess? I don't know. I sometimes fancy boys. <laughs> is, that, is that true? No. <laughs> well, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I mean, throughout... The late 2000s, I did quite a lot of cash-in-hand labouring work. <laughs> um, I don't have any confessions that I'm willing to share on a podcast. And I've just shared that. That's nothing, though. Oh, I did some work. Oh, I had a job. Cash-in-hand, though. I didn't pay I, uh, taxes. I did that when we were delivering for the Chinese. The River Green delivery team. Oh, yeah, and when I was technically your employee. Yeah, actually, yeah, you were the cash counter and sat-nav. Yeah, so you weren't paying my tax and national insurance on those tips that you gave me. I think, I think you should do a confession of the woman power walking, James. <laughs> I 100% think you should do that right now. Right, this was, uh, obviously, me and Chen, we've always been very close, pretty pretty much from when <laughs> the second the second day we met we've been inseparable if we've been living in the same country. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've always seen each other as much as we could. So basically, I was round driving around at Chen's house. We were driving towards his old house, and 
I saw a woman power walking along the road. And I said, oh, look at that woman. And Chen said, yes. And I cut him off because he was about to say something else. And I said, she looks like she's been shagged up the arse. Because of how she was walking in a very exaggerated power walking fashion. I was in my early 20s. It was a flippant comment to get a laugh. What I realised I had cut Chen off from saying was the second half of his sentence was to say, yes, that's my mum. <laughs> it's not my proudest moment. I still stand I still stand by that statement. It was an interesting method of walking, but I still feel quite bad about it. I think that's enough public confessions for one. <laughs> yes. I think I think so too. Well done. Thank you for sharing that. No worries, thank you. I, I remembered how how apologetic you are for years to come, and it's I was, everything's okay. It's funny. It's okay. Yeah, I was traumatized. Uh, <laughs> now, speaking of public confessions, Jim Jones of the People's Temple uh, made his followers provide regular written statements of individual fears and mistakes that he would uh, take use of for public shaming of individual members uh, when the needs arose. Uh, he was also known uh, to use the method of instilling paranoia to control his members. Now, having this sense of paranoia against the outside world made their members rely heavily on each other and uh, look to their mighty leader to help them through it. It also further bolstered the us, us versus them mentality that we're trying to keep. Uh, everyone's out to get you, and only the cult can provide safety. That's literally the whole theme of it. And if you believe that your government and country cannot keep you safe, and then the only option for safety is the cult. Exactly, and just to expand a bit on what James has just been saying, and with the increase in social issues that were happening during this time in America, the Reverend Jim Jones emerged as somewhat you know, revolutionary in his ideas, and they appealed to a wide range of disillusioned and disenfranchised Americans. Those who attended temple services were drawn in by Jones's passionate attack on segregation and the abuse disgraces and contradictions of American capitalism. Most of Jones' followers believed believed in him due to the fact that he was seen as a good man within the community. He was all about equality and sticking up for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And as always, he would be put in safety first and would frequently conduct you know, what he called white nights. And he would give followers four options to choose and they would be flee to the jungle, flee to the Soviet Union, stay and fight or commit suicide. He would practice all of these scenarios in the middle of the night. It's fucking madness. It's especially mad when you realise that <clears throat> at certain times the these white knights would be happening and these followers, some of them were elderly, some of them were children, and also a lot of them didn't know that these were... Uh, what's the word? Scenarios. Scenarios, trials. They didn't know that they weren't real. They were basically... They would have... Announcements on the PA system, they'd basically be told that they're coming, you need to go now. And these people would have to pick up what they had and flee through an actual jungle in South America yeah. to get to the ports to escape. And the only when they got to the ports, then he, then he would say, oh, seven minutes, 32 seconds, you've made it. Also, the, when the scenario where they're to commit suicide, some of them would think the liquid they're drinking is real. He would tell them it's real. It's like, you drink this, you'll die in 45 minutes. And when that time elapsed, he'd be like, You've passed the loyalty t- loyalty test. Fucking hell! It's it's it shows the the mind control that this actually is very similar to what ISIS do. When you know the execution videos that we both of us are support not supposed to have seen. What are you talking about? 
Exactly. And people say, oh, why don't they fight? Why don't they kick off? And things like that. It's because they do this many, many times. They will take six people out to the desert. They'll pretend they're filming a video. They'll get you to the point where they're about to cut your head off. They'll put the knife against your head. And they'll put the bag back on and take you back into the cells. So really? you never, yeah. So you don't know when the day that you're going to be executed is. So that's why they're not kicking off because you're like, well, if I if I fight back, I will get shot today. But if I survive this one today, the Navy SEALs might rescue me tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they don't, and that's a very similar thing. These people are thinking the reason why they're not fighting back against any of this, or the reason why they are taking it seriously, is because this has been practiced many 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 times you're not telling me that when the final you know white night happened when the 953 973 people uh, committed suicide that all of them believed it was the night i'm sure some of them thought it was another test yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 100% yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's horrific what a shame sad. yeah really it's sad. terrible interesting so so with your cult maybe don't do this Stay away from this one. Yeah. So, what's next? Step five. What's next? Oh. No. No. Uh, now, you've all the cult looking inwards, unquestionably reliant on what you've provided, but how do you move them forwards? You need to keep your followers fixated on the end goal. The reward for all this hard work is just around the corner. If only they could stop sinning for fuck's sake. Well, exactly. So even said, even though we said we weren't going to discuss them at great length, a good example of this was the Heaven's Gate cult. Ooh. Now, the Heaven's Gate cult were a cult started in the early 70s who lived in absence of any sexual, um, sensual or physical pleasures or anything like that, even to the point of castration. Yes, that's yeah. what I was referring to before. Snip, uh, snip. It was... Snip, the snip-snip. It was... Oh, yeah. I don't like thinking about it. No. Imagine just having your piece and then just a, a smooth transition to your bum hole. It just doesn't make sense to me. A smooth, a smooth transition to your bum hole. That's the title That's of this. It... The title of this episode. <laughs> it should be, but it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. I just. I don't. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think there'd be some scarring. It wouldn't be overly smooth. Their end goal was to achieve entrance to the next level. And that's how they kept their kind of cult in check. You need to behave yourself or you won't get to the next level. Because they believed that the world would be kind of recycled or wiped clean. And that the only way for them or their consciousness to survive would be to enter the next level. This could be done in four ways. But they all have, they all must have lived this very clean life. So way number one would be a UFO comes and takes them. That's my preferred way of leaving any situation. (laughs) Two was a natural death so one of the leaders has died of cancer and it was construed that this was them on their way to the next level even though she just died of cancer okay three outside persecution that led to death or four willful exit from the body in a dignified manner so this led to the suicide of nine 39 members which coincided with the passing of the hale bop comet is it how <clears throat> Hail Bob, because they, they they believed that they were going to catch a ride on it, weren't they, to the next level? Yes, 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 yes. They're, if they did, how did they drink a, a substance? They did, didn't they? 
they drank something and their consciousness would be taken to this comet and they're going to the next level that's them going to the next level did you know that they were all dressed the same as well were they what were they wearing Uh, Slayer t-shirts yeah no it was basically I know that they were all wearing the same Nike trainers and everyone's like oh why did they choose Nike trainers because they got a good deal they were on offer basically Really? They, they went to a sport, because basically there's like, <clears throat> they were wearing the whole kind of uh, tracksuits and Nike trainers, and basically people were all, they all went out for a meal as well, and they all had chicken pot pie and then apple, I think there was apple pie afterwards. That's a terrible last meal. I know, it was, I don't mind chicken pies, they're quite nice, but basically, yeah, the reason why they, they all had these Nike trainers on was because they were on offer and they were available in all the sizes. Well, there you go. Sorry. That, that was literally it. Yeah, I'd love a pair of them. <laughs> what, the originals? Yeah. Have you seen those t-shirts you can get that say Heaven's Gate Away Team? No. Yeah. That's not nice. No. I'd like one. Oh my God, I'm just looking on the internet now and someone's actually got a pair as worn 1993 Night Decades. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to get a pair of them. They'll be fucking worth hundreds, man. But I heard they're available in all sizes. <laughs> Other footwear is available. <laughs> See, an example of uh, when Planet for the Future was less than ideal was uh, Japan's most famous death cult, Om Shinrikyo. You might not have heard of them, but if you're a certain age, you'll probably remember the sarin gas attacks on the Tokyo subway system. Uh, or just a load of fucking happening with the Tokyo Underground Trains, when you were a child. you'll It'll it jog memories for me. I didn't remember a great deal of it, but it jogged memories. Uh, early in the cult career, uh, their leader, that's me remembering his name, their leader, Shoko Asahara, uh, set the date of impending Armageddon a bit too early. And then when that day came and went, and nothing happened, he had to backtrack and come up with a new date. Yeah, interestingly enough, the, the last surviving member of, how do you say it? Om Shin... Niki Yoroba. Om Shurikyo. Om Shurikyo was he was executed last last year, sixth of July. Om. 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 Shinrikyo. Om Shinrikyo. Yeah. He was executed just last year. Om Shinrikyo. On the sixth of July, two thousand eighteen, after spending twenty three years on death row. 23 years we touched on this didn't we that Japan's death row they don't actually tell you when you don't get an execution date they just yeah, say when, just when we say this. this I was just thinking about this because the last one was he like the, the head honcho no the I think guy. he was one of the I think the last guy was one of the the, the head honcho was one of the first these were his last remaining followers Right, okay, okay. So I was maybe thinking they, they left the head honcho to last or is it just random? How do they decide? That's what I want to know I think it's literally just random. They can't just pick a name out of a hat, can they? No. What in case? It, what? What if it's one of the guards they pick the name out? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fix. Oh no! Shoko Asahara was executed on the sixth of July, twenty eighteen. So it was Shoko Asa. Yeah, it was Shoko Asahara. Sorry, I'm completely wrong there. I do apologize. Oh, so it's it's the head head honcho. It was, yeah. Maybe they left him to last. I did try to Google. How they do it, but um, how they pick, but I, I couldn't really find anything. We'd probably be here another hour because I've just probably watched porn for a while. But they do it by hanging still. I would not have thought Japan still, well, anywhere in the world, still hang people. It is quite humane though. 
I suppose it's breaking their neck, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's not like when someone hangs themselves personally. They it is a neck it. break. So it's yeah, it's it that it's a neck break because they calculate the length with the length of the person and their weight by length of the person. That's also referred to as height, I believe. See, hopefully, your end goal for your cult is something achievable and relatively pleasant, like living self-sufficiently in the American Midwest rather than cutting off our testicles before killing ourselves to go into space. (laughs) (laughs) She's, I mean, often the therapeutic cults have much less violent and destructive goals, and they continue unimpeded by society. A lot of the time, they're masquerading as self-help groups, business networking groups, political organisations. They're often not discovered until they turn publicly sinister, by which, at that point, they're already very well established and ingratiated into society with many, many members. And examples of these, if you want to kind of stretch it a little, it will be the far-right group, the English Defence League, recent Hollywood clusterfuck cult Nexium, featuring celebrity member Alison Mack from Smallville, uh, and yeah. to flog a dead horse, Scientology. Is Scientology all gone and done? I fucking hope so. I hope no. so too. <laughs> Naturally, if you do start a cult and get it off the ground, we here at A Bloody Mess Podcast hope that it fails. And, and that you're left alone in your ranch with sacks and sacks of porridge oats and not a lot else. Deserted like the sociopathic fuckwit that you are. <laughs> but what happens to the people that are left behind? Remember, even the largest case of cult-related deaths, there were still survivors. And what about all the people that left before they imploded? Whether rejected for whatever reason, or by realising the situation they were in and leaving of their own accord? Yeah, cult victims often spend years overcoming the emotional damage caused by their time in the cult. There's a Dr. John G. Clark Jr. He's a Harvard psychiatry professor and the co-founder of a non-profit group which treats former members and their families. He specifically mentions that the symptoms of the temporal lobe epilepsy are similar to those seen or reported as resulted from cult conversions. Increased durability loss of libido or altered sexual interest, ritualism, compulsive attention to detail, mystical states, humorlessness and sobriety, and also heightened paranoia. It really shows what an effect that they have. I mean, this is just simply conditions caused from leaving a social group, essentially. Yeah, it's like a bad breakup. Yeah, I mean, it shows it shows literally how deep they managed to penetrate the psyche of their recruits, essentially, the victims. Deep Are you laughing because I said deep penetration? Yeah. Sorry. When it comes to the crunch, any group that impedes on personal freedom and individualism is wrong. And it goes against democracy and, frankly, humanity. It's funny how often I was reading through all the things we've just said and I kept thinking, yep, that sounds like North Korea. I mean, that really helps you to realise the reality of living within a cult, whether by choice, by marriage or by birth. Perhaps a better word for a cult would be the term theological dictatorship. Because that really goes some way to putting across the element of oppression that exists within them all. Yeah, totally agree. That's a much yeah. better, way, better way of putting it. Yeah. You've been listening to our guide to creating your own cult. Now, let's just hope you never use it. That's if they even made it to the end. Yeah, to be honest. I mean, or if they even listen to start with, that's... Some people listen to the second part first, so... If you're one of those people, just let us know why. Just why. <laughs> why are you this crazy? It's keeping me awake. I know that some people have dessert first before their main meal, but like those people only exist in films. Exactly. But there's still some people that listen to second parts of our serial killer episodes without listening to our first. So I was like, why? Why do you do, do this? Think that's be- because they know that's when all the, all the, the murders are. 
Yeah, probably. There probably is, to be honest. But they don't you know, want to. They don't want to hear about naughty children. <laughs> they want to hear about people getting killed. Be a surprise in John George Hay because there's no fucking murders in that one. <laughs> yeah, just we did an eight-part episode about a man who committed fraud twice, <laughs> <laughs> and he drove his car. Yeah, he dressed up uh, as a ghost once. Yeah, he was guilty of driving a car that was a little bit too nice. He bought some acid and t- did nothing with it. And some Persian lamb. <laughs> if you don't get these jokes, go listen to the fucking episode. We tell you which one it is, but we can't remember which one of the eight <laughs> no. it was. Just go listen to them all. Have a laugh. Yeah. Send us a message. Get in touch. St- start a cult. YOLO. Exactly. Unless you're Heaven's Gate, then that's Yalte. Yalt. 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 You only live twice. Yeah. Isn't that a James Bond film? Well, it might be. Is it? It's not important, is it? No. James Bond films aren't important. No, they're not. So is that it? I think that's it. Have you anything else to add? No, I just think it's been really interesting. Um, it has been really interesting. I'd like to just say thanks to Ian for helping us out with the Jonestown's bit. Yeah, he did a big bit. He did a big bit there. I know that he had a vested interest in it. He's got a particularly large knowledge about that area and I wanted to make sure that I did right by him and not fucking anything up, to be honest. Because it would have been frustrating to have someone so close to the podcast finding fault with it. So, thank you for correcting us there. And social media? Yes, there's loads out there. You can you can watch cat videos. You can you can watch pictures of people cutting trees down wrong and it falls on the car. Oh no, it's ruined my car. Catch up with people from school. <laughs> you can meet new people. Exactly. No, it's been really, really interesting. And you would never think it's an in-depth as this. And we've only scratched the surface. 100%. In my, head, in my head, cults was just like stupid people following a stupid person. But once you, you know, scratch beneath the surface, there's so much more to it about the manipulation, the diet, the end goal. It's, it's really interesting stuff. I even texted you yesterday, the day before, when I was reading some of the stuff that you asked me to, I was like, fucking cults are crazy. Yeah, it's mental. I mean, in our next episode, you'll actually find out some like actual proper examples of uh, basically some serious cults that you won't have heard of, and different different kinds of cults. They're not all the same. Some of them political, some of them are... Some of them probably aren't technically cults, they're just called cults. But uh, And then there's some that we're calling cults that weren't called cults by the, by the authorities and things like that. It's just... It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But that's all coming up later. So as always, thanks for listening. You can find us at Facebook.com slash mess mess podcast, twitter.com slash mess underscore podcast, Instagram a bloody mess podcast. My food Instagram is not another fucking food page. But as always, thanks for listening. And see you later, motherfuckers. Bye! Done. Done. Let's go start a cult. Yeah. You've been listening to another great podcast from the Fair City Podcast Network, a group dedicated to connecting and developing podcasts. Check out fcpod.net for more great podcasts and content.